two o'clock, I'd like to welcome back on the program the one and the only Sadia Osmani for this week's Chinwag. Sadia, how are you doing? I'm all right. Every time you say one and only, I think I should have some sort of a drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well, you are the one and the only. And also, thank you so much for for, for joining us for yesterday's Typhoon Special Shift. It made it extra special uh, chatting with you and giving us a a bit of an update that you you may have been a bit of a storm chaser yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I was once. I walked out there in the middle of it all. I didn't expect it to happen, but it did. And uh, I quite enjoyed it, as I said last night. You know, I quite enjoyed being just all, all the rain coming down on me, you know, raining cats and dogs, but it was quite enjoyable. It was yeah. right. So but I wouldn't ask people to do that if they're in any dangerous circumstances, frankly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Once in a lifetime, you will, we'll all have to sort of uh, dance in, in the rain. So, Sadi, you've got an interesting topic today. I, yeah. I, I went on James uh, uh, James's program earlier on The Morning Brew, and mm. he um, I to- uh, we talked about it, and he was like, wow. He was like, why are you looking at me? I was like, well, I'm not looking at you. And he kind of resonated with it. He said in his early 20s. Well, what's the topic for today? Well, basically, um, I was going to look. I saw an article recently about the fact that there's a rise in single men and lonely men, supposedly. And they say that younger and middle-aged men are the loneliest and they've been in generations. And it's probably going to get worse. Um, They said that over the last 30 years, men have become a larger portion of that growing group of long-term single people. And while they, you know, generally in terms of relationships, you know, people are happy, but men typically are actually happier and healthier when they are partnered with somebody. So there you go. Um, But what I was looking at, really, I I thought it was interesting because, you know, sometimes when we talk about dating and this and and the situation with men and women and all this, it always seems to be that we discuss that it is women who are finding it hard to find, you know, to find partners and things like that. But it's an interesting thing because I was looking at the kind of male to female ratio of the total population, say, in Hong Kong, for instance. In 2020, male to female ratio for Hong Kong was 84. 78 males for 100 males, 100 females, and um, and that gradually fell from 105.67 males per 100 males in 1950 to 84.78, and then in in 2021 there were 910 men for every 1,000 women. Now that might sound like okay, women have got more choices, you know, there's less men, but you know, men women have got more choices. But now what's happening too is you know there's different articles on this where they say that women now are actually making choices to be single. Now whether those choices are purely because of their circumstances or because they've made that choice themselves because of their careers and other things and they they're not necessarily interested in pursuing kind of long-term relationships, which I thought thought was quite interesting. But one of the factors there might be um, because, you know, some men are not really offering women what they want. Um, And in that sort of ratio of women that I was saying who've decided, they say that one in five women will stay single, whether it's by choice or circumstance. They will not actually have a partner. Okay. So then I decided to look into the kind of broad trends that suggest that heterosexual men are on this rough road, right? And um, firstly, sorry, dating apps. Now, we've all heard about lots of different dating apps. And whether you're just starting today or you've recently divorced or you're dating again, dating apps are a huge driver 
of you know romantic connections and that's especially so in the United States but I think actually you know I've had discussions on Chinwag about this before that actually it's not just in the United States because dating apps seem to be quite popular across the board now you know and specific dating apps perhaps for you know particular religions or cultures things like that and they say that you know about 62% of users are men and many women are actually overwhelmed by the number of options they have and there's a lot of competition online and it's pretty fierce like you know you the chances of you finding you know the dream partner of yours is becoming rarer and rarer um, and then it's all about sort of relationship standards with so many options it's not surprising that women are very selective so, you know, the author of the article who wrote this, right, say, um, said that they, you know, did a, a TikTok show, and it's called A Better Love, Love Project, and they speak with hundreds of audience members every week. And what they hear is recurring sort of dating themes from women between, say, ages of 25 and 45, and they say they prefer men who are emotionally available, who are good communicators, and who share their values. So it seems like, you know, there is a growing trend that some of these men have real skills deficits where this is concerned. And, and these things are actually making them have lives where they are they will stay single and they get fewer dating opportunities and they have longer periods of being single. And um, now generally, and this is, you know, an acceptable thing, that there's less patience now for poor communication skills today. The problem for men is that, you know, if they don't have that kind of emotional con connection um, with themselves to be able to express themselves, um, then it's kind of harder for them to meet the right people. And what they're really saying is that, you know, some of these skills that these men don't have where emotion is concerned really come goes back to their childhood and how much these things are encouraged you know our men our boys sort of encouraged to talk about what they're feeling because you know girls are girls can be quite touchy-feely about these things and they can express themselves to their friends and things like that but men don't tend to do that and so this is causing a bit of a problem because then you know the algorithm they're taught to, coming, to say sharing your feelings or crying yeah. Yeah, is not manly yeah. so you keep it to yeah. the yourselves yeah and, and that's, that's toxic very typical things yeah, yeah absolutely and and you know the and everything in these dating apps is all based on sort of algorithms and they're getting more complex um, and then it says that one result um, is that the great matches are on the rise but one dating app like hinge for instance found that through beta trials that 90% of users rated their first date positively with 72% indicating that they wanted a second date. But, you know, it all depends. I, I, it's interesting because, you know, I've talked to quite a few young people, especially women, about this. And, um, and I know people who are very close to me who use some of these apps. And they do say that, like, they just, they cannot kind of read things from the men that they are dating that they're not it's not so open it's not so honest so I was looking at the kind of toxic mistakes that men make during the courting phase which has put them in this position perhaps um, I think here in Hong Kong and generally in China um, I have heard from quite a few women that they say that you know 
men are quite shy and they lack confidence and even if they do see a girl that they like or whatever they'll they'll think twice or thrice about actually going and approaching her there isn't that confidence um do you do you think that i mean you've spent you've spent time you you've been brought up in hong kong you've gone through the dating scene do you think that generally chinese men are perhaps a little bit less confident they're not going to get out there and think oh yes I like her. I'm going to go and talk to her. What do yeah. you think? I think it depends on on the person. I mean, certainly mm. that there are Chinese guys who are, you know, real go-getters. But yeah, I, I, I you know, I have seen, and I certainly, f- hearing from my friends, some can be quite uh, reserved as well. Mm. Um, A bit meek, perhaps. Yeah. Y- exactly, yeah. Um, and perhaps um, that they might be the, the, the youngest or the, I don't know, I think there are different circumstances that contribute to somebody's personality. I mean, I don't want to generalize too much, but yeah, mm. I, I have. Mm. Heard that you know mm. maybe they are more um, uh, yeah reserved is mm. one and then don't want to make the first move yeah, um, yeah. Don't, don't really call, call call my friends back and I'm like oh well and then like well if they don't call me I'm not going to chase after them sort of thing yeah. so that's why and then women just think well I'm not interested so so the kind of toxic mistakes that they're saying is one um, they say that you know let the other person know that you're interested if you hit it off with someone on app and you both agree to meet up for the first date then you know you got to act that you have got to show them that you are interested and many women have actually emphasized that needs are meant to let themselves be open and personal during the early stages of dating and it says um, you should also ask your date questions this is how you both demonstrate interest in the other person and, and you should make yourself more interesting to them just try and avoid certain questions that have no place in the first date so invasive questions can be can come up but they should be after you've had the first couple of dates and i think you know after the first two dates you probably know whether or not you want to get to know that person anyway and then it says you should have a follow-through so in the first if the first date goes well then men should make sure that they say something confident clear i suppose it happens to both parties basically that you know i'd love to see you again or you know don't be vague about it make sure you say set a time and date this is what i've heard actually a number of times from from women that they say well you know it's all left a bit on the fence you don't know whether they want to see you again they, she, she said and they say that you know actually if they were quite decisive about it then you would have more respect for them and you think yes that's what i like you just said okay let's meet tomorrow let's get together at this place and you know make those plans and follow them through mm. um and finally the the main thing i think is is that um people are saying that you know you have to be honest about your intentions if you are kind of upfront and clear if you know that you're strictly interested in something casual or you're looking for something serious then you should communicate that right away and that is another thing that actually quite a few women do say that you know we just don't know i made it clear on the first date that this is what i'm intending but you know if they're not interested they should just walk away from that and and then women will be turned on by your forwardness it's attractive mm. when someone isn't afraid to be enthusiastic and communicative and and then finally this whole thing about prioritizing prioritizing prioritize oh forget that i can't even <laughs> prioritizing, <say it> right. <laughs> prioritizing exactly. 
exactly. Your mental health. So, for instance, you know, struggle for intimacy is experienced by people of all genders, orientations, and ethnicities. And it's good for you to actually accept the fact that you need to perhaps put some time into, you know, your emotions and communication methods that you use and to actually think about it. And obviously that goes back to, you know, your general upbringing and and things that you think are acceptable or not acceptable. But I think it's to really perhaps look into yourself and think, okay, are there any kind of gaps here? Am I a bit hesitant to talk about this? And am I am I feeling nervous? Maybe I should just say that, that, hey, look, I'm feeling a bit nervous about this. But that that is kind of then your emotion speaking. And I think, you know, certainly women would respect that, say, okay, that's all right. I understand how you feel instead of you trying to hide it and with some bravado or whatever. So I think it's about being open and honest, really, more than anything else. But it was quite sad when I initially saw the article because I thought, well, you know, because although women, there may be more women and they're making the choice now, so these factors might be the thing that actually influencing those decisions that they make. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, it's you know, it's it's. I think women, some women, still would just want to have that be, be chased. And when you've got a man who doesn't really chase after them, then it becomes mm-hmm. like, oh well, what's the point? But you know, maybe maybe women can sometimes do the chasing. I know. Yeah, I don't think there's any harm in that. And also, I don't think I think we have a very one thing. I do think that there is a real tradition, whether it's in the West or the East or wherever that, you know, the whole relationship thing is very much about men kind of, uh, you know, being the ones who are going to pop the question. You know, women wait for men to say, will you marry me or will you, you know, will you be my girlfriend or whatever. Why is that so? Why hasn't that changed over time? I think that, you know, women can equally go to a man and say, well, look, you know, how about how about you marry me? Like, would you like to marry me? You never see a woman, you know, sitting there with a with a ring and saying, "Look, you know, how about you want to marry me or or whatever." Totally, so I think that's a very traditional thing, isn't it? But it hasn't changed over years and years and years. It's been going on for so long, and I and I feel that that's that sounds odd to me because I think that if you really did, um, you know, feel passionate about somebody and, and think you want to spend your life with them then you should equally, as a woman, be able to go and say, hey, do you want to marry me? I totally agree with you, Sadia. And I asked my husband that exact same question a few few years, well, not a few years ago, but before we got married, I said, well, what would you have done if you if I had proposed to you instead? Mm. And he mm. sort of said, "He, oh, what did he say? He said, well, um, I, I guess it would have been okay, but um, I, I would have preferred to ask you. I was like, why? You know, why? exactly. Why? 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 And he was yeah. like, I, I, I don't know. Cause, and maybe it's, it's just, it's tradition. Maybe it's just deeply yeah. ingrained. In, or maybe but just. Why should he have, why should men have the authority and the thing to make that decision? Why is it women then have to stay quiet and wait? Um, you know, until he pop, they pop the question like exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. You're waiting for. I just Sadia, think that's a bit. We hmm. we need to delve into this question, yes, yes. So. <laughs> and get a few I'll guests and <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, Sadia, thank you so much for such an interesting and wonderful chinwag. I'm sure it's offered a lot of uh, food for thought for our listeners. Um, and and just to end on something, maybe it's not just men as well. I I, I think the trend these days is that because people are so used to sort of you know hanging at home on Netflix and stuff, I think there's and social distancing. I think um. People in their 
20s or younger years can mm. can often feel that loneliness as well. Mm. Not, mm. not yeah. just for men. I, I think I think just so you see, you know, the social trends now um, are really determining how we do things. So, you know, people are happier maybe sometimes by themselves. Other times they they just don't have time because they're too busy with social social media. But it all depends. I think, you know, we're we're products of our environment really, aren't we? Exactly. Well, Sadia, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, and I look forward no to uh, more chats with you next week. Thank you very yeah. much indeed. Thank you. Bye. Okay, see you then. Bye-bye.